knows exactly what we need. Amen. He knows the end from the beginning. Somebody to thank the Lord for that. Amen. Amen. But it's good to be here. If you got your Bibles, go ahead and open up the book of Zechariah this morning. Got a lot of stuff marked and Amen. Just want to obey the Lord this morning. Got a lot on my heart, on my mind. And uh, I want to help you this morning, church. Amen. I want to help you if you're here saved. I want to help you. I want to help you if you're here lost. Amen. I want to help you get to Jesus. Somebody say amen. Amen. If you're here and you're hurting and you're struggling, amen. I want to help you get to Jesus. Ain't that right? Amen. Zachariah. Zachariah. Got several places marked in Zechariah we'll be reading. I'm going to try to be as quick as possible, but we're not going to rush the Holy Ghost. Amen. We want to let God have his time and have his way. Ain't that right? Amen. Zechariah, we're going to start reading in chapter 1, verse 1. Got something here, just I, I, just, I can't get off of this. This ain't necessarily, we're just going to obey the Lord. In the eighth month, in the second year of Darius, came the word of the Lord unto Zechariah, the son of Berechiah, the son of Ibu, the prophet, saying, The Lord hath been sore displeased with your fathers. Is everybody all right? He said, He's been sore displeased with your fathers. Been sore displeased with those, amen, that's, that's before you. Somebody say amen. Those that, that, that should have been uh, the right example in your eyes and and the ones that, that's taught you and that's, that's brought you up and led you and guided you, he said the Lord's been sore displeased with them. Amen. They, they didn't do something right. Is everybody all right? Listen to this. He said the Lord, verse 2, hath been sore displeased with your fathers. Therefore say thou unto them, thus saith the Lord of hosts, turn ye, amen, turn ye, Thus saith, therefore say unto them, thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye unto me, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will turn unto you, saith the Lord of hosts. Be not as your fathers, unto whom former prophets have cried, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, Turn ye now from your evil ways and from your evil doings. But they did not hear nor hearken unto me, saith the Lord. He said, he said, look, your fathers have sinned and been living wickedly. Amen. They walked away from God. They, 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 they taught you the wrong way. But he said, here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn, amen, unto me. It's, it's time for some of y'all, amen, to break the family curse. Is everybody all right? It's time for some of y'all, amen, to break the family curse. Amen. Maybe you had the wrong upbringing. Maybe you had a bad example before you. Amen. But it's time for you, amen, to just start living for God and be a godly example before those in your life. Amen. It's time to lay aside the excuses. Is everybody all right? Oh, daddy, daddy done this and mama done that. So what? What are you doing? Is everybody okay? It's preaching time. 
That ain't the message, amen. My daddy didn't raise me right. My daddy didn't teach me about God. My mama didn't show me how to dress. I don't care, amen. It's time for you, sir. It's time for you, daddy, mama, to turn to God. Amen. You got little ones yourself looking at you. Is everybody okay? Amen. We can make excuses. Amen. Why? Amen. We can't. Why? Oh, poor pitiful me. Amen. Look at my life. And it's because daddy was this and daddy was that. He said, but it's time for you. <laughs> Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? He said, yeah. I, 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 God said, I was sore displeased with your father. The way they acted, the way they done, the way they walked away from me. They didn't, they didn't live for me. They didn't raise you in the house of God. Is everybody okay? He said, but hey, why don't you, why don't you break that cycle? Amen. Maybe it's because his daddy didn't and the daddy before him didn't. But why don't you break the cycle with your family in your life and just turn to God? Is everybody okay? It's preaching time. Amen. That, that right there is just a little... Appetizer. Is everybody all right? <laughs> but it's time for some of y'all, amen, to go on and turn loose and turn to God. Amen. Well, it's just, you know, I'm old. So what? I mean, I don't read in here where it says you're too old to turn to God. I don't read in this Bible anywhere where he says you're too old, sir, amen, to get forgiveness. You're too set in your ways. Hogwash, that's a lot of hell. Ain't nobody too old. He's, or he, he said it like this, for whosoever. He didn't say for whosoever was under the age of. <laughs> Ain't that right? Amen. He's not just a God for young people. Amen goes right there. Why he didn't call Abraham till he was what, 75 years old? Is everybody okay? Is everybody all right? Amen right there. That's right. Hallelujah. And so, as I read that, it just jumped off the page. Amen. And I thought myself, boy, and God said, tell some of them, amen, it's time. It's past time. Amen. To quit worrying about how you was raised. Amen. It is time for you to turn to God on your own behalf. Amen. You ain't got to do it for your kids. You ain't got to do it for mom and daddy. You ain't got to do it for your brother or your sister. You need to turn to God. Amen. For the saving of your own soul. For the sanity of your own mind. For your own peace. For your own sake. <laughs> Amen. So now go to Zechariah. Chapter number three. And I read that, this. Amen. And boy, God wouldn't let me get off of this. Amen. Got a couple more places to read. And some more places. Amen. In Zechariah chapter number three, the Bible says this. Let's start reading in verse number one. And he shewed me Joshua, the high priest, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him. Can I say this? This is really real. There's nothing, there's nothing made up about Satan. This, this world and 
and all the wackos out there would have you believe, amen, that Satan is a fairy tale, but he's very real. He's, he's mentioned, he's probably mentioned more times in your Bible, amen. Hell is mentioned more times in your Bible than heaven. Hades, the pit, is everybody all right? Amen. Satan's very real. He was created, amen, to worship God, amen, but he turned against God. Satan, the Bible, the Bible tells us he was the most beautiful of all angels. Am I right? How come you think he can paint sin to look so good? Make it look so beautiful. Make it look so enticing. Is everybody okay? I mean, it's just a picture of him trying to draw you away from God and ruin your life. Is everybody all right? So listen to what he says here. <coughs> Amen. He said, and I saw uh, standing before the angel of the Lord and Satan standing at his right hand to resist him in verse 2. And the Lord said unto Satan, The Lord rebuked thee, O Satan. Even the Lord hath chosen Jerusalem. And when we, when we look at Jerusalem, that's where the temple was. Somebody say amen. And every time I see that, I think of the church. Is everybody all right? Amen, because that's where the church was. Amen, he says, I've chosen, amen, Jerusalem. Uh, uh, he said, and I have chosen Jerusalem. Rebuke thee, is not this a brand plucked out of the fire? Verse three, now Joshua was clothed with fiery or filthy garments and stood before the angel. Well, I won't never forget the night I got saved, clothed in filthy Filthy garments. What is that? My sins. My life was filthy. Somebody say amen. He said I was, he was clothed with filthy garments. And stood before the angel. Verse 4. And he answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. Somebody ought to shout. How many remember the day the Lord took your filthy garments? How many remember the day the Lord took away your sin? Amen. That's what he's talking. How many remember that day when God come to where you was at and changed your life? Somebody says, I don't remember that day. Then, friend, you ain't saved. You're still clothed in your filthy rags. You still got your sins. Amen. And when you go before God, you will stand before him filthy, covered in sin. And he will say, depart from me, for I never knew you. Hey, but if you'll bow before him and ask him to save you, he will take away your filthy garments. He will give you new garments. He will give you clean garments. And you can stand before him clean. Hallelujah. Save. Amen. Let me read on. Verse 4. He answered and spake unto those that stood before him, saying, Take away the filthy garments from him. And unto him he said, Behold, I have caused thine iniquity, listen, to pass from thee, and I will clothe thee with change of raiment. That's that new life. That's that new, is everybody all right? Y'all follow me this morning. That's that new life. We're going to get to something here in a minute. Amen. We're going to get to something that's going to help you. Amen. Crawl up out of that hole. Amen. The devil's got you in. We're going to get to something that's going to help you crawl up. Amen. Out of that pit. 
the devil's got you swallowed up in. We're going to get you to, something's going to help you crawl up out of that quicksand, amen, that you're sinking in. We're going to get something here in a minute, going to help you get up out of that dark place, amen, that you're in. Everybody all right? So we give him a change of raiment. Verse 5, and I said, let them set a fair mitre upon his head. So they set a fair mitre upon his head and clothed him with garments. And the angel of the Lord stood. And the angel of the Lord protested unto Joshua, saying, Thus saith the Lord of hosts, If thou wilt walk in my ways. Y'all hear this, children of God. Y'all hear this, church. If thou wilt walk in my ways, and if thou wilt keep my charge, then thou shalt also judge my house, and shalt also keep my courts, and I will give thee places to walk among these that stand by. Hear now, O Joshua, the high priest, thou, thy fellows that sit before thee, for they are men wondered at. For behold, I will bring forth my servant. The branch. All capital. I will bring forth my servant. The branch. For behold the stone that I have laid before Joshua upon one stone shall be seven eyes. Behold, I will engrave the graving thereof, saith the Lord of hosts, and I will remove the iniquity of that land in one day. The stone. The stone. He's going to lay. And we're going to get over here, uh, go over to chapter number six. In Luke chapter 20, Verse 17, the Bible says, The stone which the builders rejected, the same has become the head of the corner. Amen. Whosoever shall fall upon that stone shall be broken. How many remember the day you fell on that stone? Broken in your sin state. Broken, weeping, crying, broken. Your life was broken. That stone that the builders have rejected, that stone's Christ. He said, but whosoever, but on whosoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Amen? In Ephesians, I want to read this right quick. In Ephesians chapter 2, start verse 19, the Bible says, Now therefore, ye are no more strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and of the household of God and are built upon the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone. Is everybody all right? We're just talking about the one that saved us. We're just preaching about the one, amen, that's going to take us to heaven. Amen, that changed our life, amen, when we came and fell on him broken. In whom, in whom all the building fitly framed together groweth unto an holy temple in the Lord. Now he's talking about the church. In whom ye 
also are building together for an habitation of God through the Spirit. He said God wants to indwell within us through the Spirit. Is everybody all right? Is everybody okay? You know we are the temple of God. Somebody say amen. Ain't that right? Amen. When you get saved, born again, the Holy Ghost moves in. So back over in Zechariah chapter number 6. I'm going to start reading in verse number 9. And the word of the Lord came unto me, saying, Take of them of the captivity, even of Haldiah, Tobijah, and of Jediah, which are come from Babylon, and come thou the same day, and go into the house of Josiah, the son of Zephaniah. Then take silver and gold and make crowns and set them upon the head of Joshua, the son of Josedek, the high priest. And speak, listen to this, and speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold the man whose name is the branch. The branch. His name is the branch. Can I go and let you in on a secret? His name, his name is the branch. His name is the first and the last. Amen. His, his name is the Almighty. Amen. His name is the stone that the builders rejected, but here his name is the branch. And he shall grow up out of his place, and listen to this, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. Over in the book of Matthew. Chapter 16. I'm going to start reading in verse 13. He said, Jesus asked him, he said, Whom do men say that I am? In verse number 14, Peter, or they said, Some say thou art John the Baptist, some Elias, and others Jeremiah, or one of the prophets. In verse 15, he asked him a question, a specific question. I want to ask you this today. He said, But whom say ye that I am? Who is Jesus to you? Is it just somebody Brother Tracy preaches about? Is he somebody the preacher says you should know? Is he somebody you hear about? Is he somebody you talk about? Or is he somebody that's personal in your life that you know? Who knows you? Is he your Lord and Savior? Or is he just the one that you've heard about? So in verse 15... He says, but whom say ye that I am? Verse 16, listen to this, Peter. We knock Peter a lot, but listen to what he said. Simon Peter answered and said, Thou art the Christ, the Son of the living God. And Jesus answered and said unto him, Blessed art thou, Simon Barjona, for flesh and blood hath not revealed it unto thee, but my Father which is in heaven. And listen to this verse. And I say unto thee that Thou art Peter, and upon this rock I will build my church. And listen to these next verse, these next, these next, these next words. And the gates of hell shall not prevail against it. 
He said, I want you to take my servant, whose name is the branch. The branch. And he's going to build a church. He's going to build a place, amen, on a rock, on the stone. Somebody say amen. Hallelujah right there. That the gates of hell, amen, shall not prevail against it. He didn't say they would not try to. He didn't say that hell would not attack us. But what he did say, amen, is that the church, when it's all said and done, amen, is going to stay standing. It's going to stand through the fire. It's going to stand through the attack. All those that are in it, somebody ought to get ready to shout. Amen, you don't have, if you're in the church and you're faithful to God, you don't have to worry about the devil destroying you. Is everybody all right? Although he will attack, he won't prevail. He says, so take my servant, whose name is the branch, back over in Zechariah, say he's going to build a church. Even he, verse 13, shall build the temple of the Lord. And he shall bear the glory and shall sit and rule upon his throne. And he shall be a priest upon his throne. And the council of peace shall be between them both. And the crowns shall be to Helam and to Tobiah and to Jediah and to him, the son of Zephaniah, for a memorial in the temple of the Lord. And they that are far off. Y'all got that? They that are far off shall come and build in the temple. What are they going to build? They're going to build a life. They're going to build a family. Are you hearing me? They're going to build something, amen, that, that, that the world can't take away from them. They're going to build something, amen, in their homes. Is everybody all right? That the devil, although he will attack, will not be able to destroy. Is everybody okay? This is what he said now. In the temple of the Lord, they shall come and build in the temple of the Lord, and ye shall know that the Lord of hosts has sent me unto you, and this shall come to pass if ye will diligently obey the voice of the Lord your God. I thought about that, amen. And Ephesians chapter 2, verse 8 says, For by grace, for by grace are ye saved through faith, and that not of yourselves, it is the gift of God. Not of works, lest any man uh, should boast. Amen. And the Bible tells us in Philippians chapter number 2 verse 9 that God has given Christ a name that is above every name. And that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow. And it says every tongue should confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God. And so as I begin to pray and God begin to speak to my heart, I thought about the stones, amen. And, and God said, I want you to get some stones and put out. And I put these stones out for, for that's the Christ, amen. And this is the church, I mean, that God's a building. And I thought about the stones and God said, get five. I said, okay. So I got five, amen. I got five, there's two over there, one, two. There's one biggin, and there's one, two, oh, that, that's, that's two, four, five. Just want to make sure y'all got that. And I said, why five? And God said, because that's grace. That's the grace of God. And I thought about that grace of God. Amen, that, that, that God's grace, and by, how we're saved by grace, Brother Darrell. 
And I thought about what's been going on at Calvary Baptist Church. And, well, I thought about those that's been coming down to the altar, maybe here today. You're thinking, I'm just, I'm just too wicked. I'm too ungodly. I'm too old. I've got too much baggage. I've got too many sins. God can't forgive me. I've done gone too far. Hey, but you're, you're a candidate for a whole bunch of grace. Is everybody all right? See, there's all kinds of different sized stones up here. Some are bigger than others. And give me that one right there. I'm going to need your back. See, this right here is just a little one. Just a little one. Just a little bit of grace. Somebody, somebody who ain't had a real big life and ain't had a whole lot, they might feel like, they, amen, they, 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 they don't need to be saved. But friend, you still need to be saved. It doesn't matter how old you are. See, on Wednesday night, Wednesday night we had somebody, all they needed was a little bit of grace, Ryder. All they needed was a little bit. They don't know what it's like to be out drinking and be a drunkard and be a liar. Amen. And smoke dope and do all the wicked things the world's got to offer. Amen. But God, God showed him, amen, his lost condition. And he cried out to Jesus and Jesus saved him. And then this morning, see, there's still just plenty of grace to go around. No matter how old you are, little Abel. Little Abel went to his Sunday school room and Holy Ghost of God, hallelujah, come in there where he was at. He didn't have to say, God, forgive me for going to prison. He didn't have to say, God, forgive me for murder. He didn't have to say, God, forgive me for drinking. He didn't have to say, God, forgive me for everything evil the one the devil's throwing at me. All he had to do was call out on Jesus and Jesus said, hey, you need me to save you. Abel said, I heard him. And I asked, I said, well, what happened? He said, I asked him to save me. And I said, well, did he? He said, yes. Just a little bit of grace. That's all he needed. Amen. And maybe you're a teenager. Hallelujah. Come here, David. Maybe, maybe you just need a little more grace. Amen. And maybe you're just a, a young. Don't hand that to me, boy. What's wrong with you? Come here, Baden. See, that no bear's not quite as big. See, Baden, Baden might not have lived as long as Davin. Get that, pick that up over there, son. He, he might not have lived as long as Davin. Maybe not, you know, he didn't get into school. And maybe, and I don't know that Davin did or nothing like that. Maybe Davin started smoking or something. I don't know. But he was a teenager when he got saved. And, and you know and I know. Teenagers need a little more grace. They need a little more grace than little Abel and little Ryder. Right? Right? Is everybody okay? Oh, yeah, some of y'all need a little more grace than that. Amen. And then we got those that, that live a pretty good life. Amen. And live up till they get a little older. They get a little older. Amen. They need a little more grace, and that one's bigger. Amen, and I don't know anybody can pick that one up. Hallelujah. But then there's some like us, some like you, who lived a wicked life, maybe. Maybe you think, think God ain't got enough grace. His mercy endureth forever. His grace, his grace, where sin did abound. The Bible says where sin did abound. Grace did much more. 
He's got all the grace, whatever size you may think your sin is, however big you may think you've sinned, and however far away you think you've drifted from God and got away from God. Y'all sit down now, boys. It really don't matter because he's got enough grace. And so I thought about that grace. And I wanted to tell you today, amen, I don't care what your condition is. I don't care what you've done. Are you hearing me? There ain't nothing, amen, if you'll come to the altar of God and ask him to save you that he can't forgive you for. The only thing he can't forgive you for is if you don't come and ask him. And he said he is the branch. The branch. The branch. And I thought about that branch. Amen? Now this here ain't a hickory. There's a difference between a branch and a hickory. What's the branch? The branch is Jesus Christ. (laughs) The hickory was my mama. Said, go get me a hickory, boy. You fixing to get wore out. (laughs) I know ain't none of y'all ever had to get whooped by no hickory. But I looked up branch in the the Bible. Amen? In the the, the strong school... um, Noah Webster's, it's the shoot, listen to this, this is what a branch is. The shoot of a tree or other plant. A limb, right? Or an arm of a tree sprouting from the stem. Any arm of a limb or extended part shooting or extending from the, listen to this, the main body of anything that is a branch. Shooting from the main body. And I thought about that. He he tells us over in Isaiah, over in Isaiah, I want to read this. And then we'll get to it. Isaiah chapter 11 says, and there shall come forth a rod out of the stem, the main body, of Jesse, and a branch (laughs) shall grow out of his roots, and the Spirit of the Lord shall rest upon him, the Spirit of wisdom and understanding, the Spirit of counsel and might, the Spirit of knowledge and of fear of the Lord, and it and shall make him of quick understanding in the fear of the Lord, and he shall not judge after the sight of his eyes, neither reprove after the hearing of his ears, but with righteousness shall he judge the poor and reprove with equity. What is equity? Huh. Equity. We hear that a lot in the day in which we live. Let me tell you, they're lying to you about the definition. Equity is the impartial distribution of justice. Not no equal outcome. The equal outcome is if you deserve to be punished, you get punished. Is everybody okay? That's what equity is. The equal distribution of justice. Is everybody all right? So anyway, let me move on. For the meek of the earth, and he shall smite the earth with the rod of his mouth, and with the breath of his lips he shall slay the wicked. 
It said a rod growing out of the stem of Jesse. Amen? And in Revelation chapter 5, they wept much, the Bible says. They wept much because there was no one worthy to open the book and read therein. Amen? But then that next verse says, Weep not. Behold, the lion of the tribe of Judah, listen to this, the root of David hath prevailed to open the book. And I thought about that, and I, I, I like to watch them westerns. Is everybody all right? I like to watch them westerns. I like to watch old Slim and Jess. Anybody know what that is? Laramie. Amen. I like to watch them old westerns. I like to watch Matt Dillon. Amen. The other day I was watching one. I believe it was, I believe it was Laramie. Amen. Somebody was after Jess and was going to lock Jess up. Amen. Going to take him and hang him. And Slim was with him. And the man that's going to hang him fell off into some quicksand. Fell off into some quicksand. Yeah. Fell off into some You know what happens when you fall off into quicksand? You know what happens, nephew? You start sinking. You need somebody, amen, to throw you something to get you out. Because if you don't, if you don't, if you don't get somebody to help you, you're going to sink and you're going to drown in the quicksand and die. And you know what he said? He said, he said, Slim, help me, Slim, help me. Slim said, here, give me, give me that branch. He was in the quicksand sinking and, and Slim and Jess, amen, even though they was going to get in trouble, Robert and Slim and Jess got over there and he, and he walked out there and he said, here, he got up there and he said, here, grab a hold of the branch. He said, grab a hold of the branch and I'll pull you out. He said, get the branch and we'll pull you out. I tell you, you might be sinking today in quicksand. Your life might be in a pit of darkness, but if you'll just grab hold of the branch, uh, Thomas, grab the branch, and the branch can pull you out uh, wherever you're at today. Nephew, grab the branch. If you're in a dark pit, it can pull you out, but you gotta grab the branch. Is everybody all right? Amen goes right there. I don't know where you're at today. I don't know what you're battling. I don't know what's in your life. I don't know what hole you found your place in. But if you'll grab the branch, y'all ain't getting it. If you'll grab hold of the branch, Brother Howard, just grab the branch. The branch is what you need to get out. Hey, Slim said, grab the branch. What happened? Richie grabbed the branch. You know what happened? They began to pull, and they began to pull, and he grabbed hold of the branch, but he didn't stop. He didn't just grab with one hand, Tyler. He grabbed with one hand, and then he reached that other hand when he started pulling. We grabbed with both hands, and he held on tight, and boy, they began to pull. And you know what? The branch didn't break. Is everybody all right? The branch didn't break, Big John. And you know what happened? Because of the branch that day, because he grabbed hold of the branch with both hands, tight, and he wouldn't let go, he got pulled to safety. He got pulled out of the quicksand. 
Amen, right there. You get pulled out today. You get pulled out to pitch you in. You get pulled out to quicksand. You might be in a dark place. The branch will pull you to the light. I said the branch will pull you to the light. It'll pull you out of that hole. Amen, your life is in. And you think you ain't never gonna get out. I'm telling you that branch, if you'll just grab hold of the branch, you can be pulled to safety today. The branch. The branch. The branch. The stone. The church. The grace. It's all here. Every bit of it. He's proved it. And he's proved it. And he's proved it. And here in the last couple of weeks, most especially, he's, I mean, buddy, he's letting us know the branch is alive and well. Amen. I cut this off yesterday. I was up here praying. God began to, boy, just pile it all on me. I said, Lord, I need a branch. He said, yeah, there's probably one out there behind that graveyard. I said, that sounds like some work. He said, there's probably some stones out there somewhere. I said, Lord, you know I got a bad back. I said, man, I'm going to need a saw. He said, yeah, don't you remember you got one in the back of your car? I said, well, Brother Billy, I went out there, and I said, I ain't walking all the way around, so I drove my car back there. Amen, I got my saw out, and I looked over there by that building. Amen, what looked like a pile of trash, there was just these stones laying there. Hey, something God could use. Is everybody all right? Something, that, something, something we thought we ought to just throw away. Something the world says throw away. God said, I've got grace for it. <laughs> oh, man. That right there, preach. Boy, if I, boy, y'all better be glad to think of that earlier. I'd still be preaching. Amen. So I got my saw. I went down to the woods, and I saw the perfect branch. It was about that big around. Amen. It's about that big around. I said, man, that's the one I'm going to get right there. I started walking toward that branch. And I hit a spider web, and I, I promise you, I am not lying. There was a spider that big in that spider web. Hey, man, I said, God, that ain't the right branch. Is everybody all right? I said, I ain't, I, uh-uh, no, Lord, that ain't it, Lord. That can't be the right branch. I said, God, that spider will kill me. Ain't no way I kill that spider. I like to have another heart attack. Amen. I looked, I mean, boy, I hit that spider web and looked up and it moved. Paul, they moved toward me. I didn't scare it one bit, but boy, it terrified me. I'm being honest. You talking about the devil? Yeah. Got a good glimpse of him yesterday. Out there behind the cemetery. Big old spider about that big. I ain't kidding, man. That thing was huge. I'm tell, I don't see how in the world I missed it, nephew. I mean, I mean, when I walked into it, that thing was that big. You hear what I'm telling you? Amen. Somebody says it grows every time. That thing, you go out there and look at it. You can probably see it from the door. Man. So what'd you do? I said, oh, God, give me another branch. He said, God, listen to me. He said, don't look on the outside. See, God don't look on the outward appearance. I thought we had to have a big branch. 
Amen. Come here. Mason. Come here, Mason. That's your name. I would do this normally. Now, don't mess this up. Come here, White. I want you to kind of lay down. Now, I'm just going off what the Lord. Let's lay down. Turn, turn. I want you to head this way, on your back. On your back. Turn around. Put your head facing up this way. Turn your feet that way, head this way. There you go. Good. That's good. Grab hold of this. Both hands, son. I can do this. Come here, Mason. Don't break my branch. See? I thought we need a big branch. See, I was going to pull Mason, but I'm going to let Mason pull away. Because, see, wherever you're at today, your branch ain't... See, we look on the outward appearance. Right? And we think, boy, that branch ain't big enough. I'll tell you what, let me do this. See? Okay, I got you. Okay, get up. See, the branch didn't break. Come here, Jonathan. Now I'm going to need you, Mason. I think it'll work. All right, listen. Feet that way. Hold up tight. Look, it's just like this. And then, don't, don't. Don't, break don't it. twist it. Don't break it. Just pull it slow, slow. Don't snap. Look at there. Look at that. That's good. That's good. See, I thought we need a big one. See, Jesus said we look on the outward. This branch that the man that's called the branch, whose name is the branch, he's strong enough to pull you out of your quicksand. He's strong enough to pull you out of your dark pit. He's strong enough to pull you out of darkness into light. Just got to grab hold of the branch this morning. You can get up. You're comfortable now, ain't you? And now, now look, see. So this morning, somebody start making your way to the piano. There's a whole lot more I thought I'd say, but God said, that's it. Tell them they need to grab hold of the branch this morning. He's the branch. He's what you need. You don't need an elevator. You don't need a lot of money. Are you hearing me? You don't need a new vehicle. You need the branch. All you need to do is grab hold of the branch, sir. It'll change. It'll change your future. It'll change your life. It'll break the curse. I did this. Boy, boy, see how God just put that back together. He said, I, had, I, I was upset with your fathers because they wouldn't live for me. He said, if you grab the branch, it'll break, it'll break the curse. It'll break the routine of always just going out to the world. It'll break the cycle. The branch this morning is what you need. It's what you need, mama. The branch. Grab a hold of the branch, mama. I showed you. Pulled a little one. Pulled the big one. That's right. I would have got Big John down, but ain't nobody strong enough to pull him. He wouldn't have broke the branch. 
And we just couldn't move. Well, I could have got Richie to pull him. Richie, he's like a, he's like a mule, man. Y'all just think he ain't, but boy, he's, he's stout as an ox. He's another one I don't want to tangle with. If they, any fighting breaks out, I got Richie and Big John on my side. That's right. Y'all got to get through them first. So this morning, have you ever heard the old saying, extended to you an olive branch? It's being extended to you today. You know what that olive oil is, don't you? That's the spirit. The branch is being extended this morning. He's extending to you a branch to help you get out of the mess you're in. The spiritual mess you're in. He's here. The branch is here. The grace, the stone is the church. You get in the church. You listen to me. He said the gates of hell shall not prevail. Let me tell you how you're going to keep your family together, how you're going to keep your sanity. It's not just, it's not just getting saved and that's, and that's it. It's not just getting saved and half-heartedly serving God. If you'll get saved and you will submerge yourself in the church, in the Word, the gates of hell will not prevail. You hear me? The gates of hell will not prevail prevail. Didn't say, didn't say they wouldn't come up against you. But what he did say is they will not prevail against you. Because when you're in the church like that, the gates of hell have no power. So this morning, I know it's different. This morning, I want to read this again. I'm going to be done over in Zechariah. So I want you to understand it. He said in Zechariah chapter 3, verse 8, he said, Behold, I will bring forth my servant, the branch. And then in chapter 6, verse 12, and speak unto him, saying, Thus speaketh the Lord of hosts, saying, Behold, behold, the man whose name is the branch, and he shall grow up out of his place, and he shall build the temple of the Lord. It's on him. Are you willing? Are you willing to swallow your pride? Are you willing to get that peace of mind that comes with knowing the branch. He said, get a branch. He's sinking. Quicksand's up to here. Are you hearing me? I mean, he got it up to his chin, Brother Howard. He was going down. And he thought, he said, grab hold of the branch. He said, grab the branch. And we'll pull you out. You know what God's saying? That one that's, that branch that's shooting off of the main body. He's saying, grab hold of the branch today and I'll pull you out. That's what he's saying.
this morning. Would you grab hold of the branch? Brother Tracy, I'm saved, yeah. She ain't walking right. Done stumbled off into a pit. Done stumbled off into a hole. Maybe, maybe you fell off into some quicksand. He didn't mean to. He was just walking along out yonder, amen, in that swamp. Next thing you know, all the way off into the quicksand. Man, how in the world would we get off on that? You might have just been walking along and stumbled off into a trap. And now you need to get pulled out. You tried clawing and climbing and everything else to get out. Why don't you grab a hold of the branch this morning? He'll pull you out. God's stronger than I am, and Jesus is stronger than that right there. You can't break him. And you can't, and, you, and, and there ain't no place you're at that God can't pull you out of. Unless you wind up in hell. There ain't no exits from there. So this morning, grab hold of the branch. Grab hold of the branch. I want you to stand to your feet this morning.